walked outside there, I put it to this. How many of you? Okay, clap yourself. You tried. With this Lagos traffic, appreciate yourself. We thank God. I know what it's like. So I want you to talk to God for safety, for journey mercy every day. You know, it's something we should not take for granted. We go out every day. We come back. There's no short journey. In everything, let's just appreciate God. Thank God. I want you to talk to God to speak to you this evening. Ask God to speak to your heart. Some of you, what we hear today might be a life-changing encounter for you. Ask God for understanding. Ask God for illumination. Ask God for insights for you. Father, we thank you. We commit this teaching to your hands this evening, Lord. We ask that you speak to our hearts. Grant us illumination. Grant us insight from your word. Grant us understanding. Let be a life-changing encounter for us this evening, Lord. Give unto your servant utterance this evening. At the end of this teaching, let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Before we take our seat, I want us to take our Bible affirmation. It's a privilege to speak to us again this evening. I want to appreciate the Snow Pastor, the wife, and the entire pastor for this opportunity. We don't take it for granted. So let's take the Bible affirmation. Repeat this after me. This is my Bible. It is God's internet and a changing world. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path. I had this word in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I talent it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by doing a teaching. And show it in my world by being a witness. Hereafter, I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. Welcome your neighbor to church this evening. Tell your neighbor, pay attention to the world this evening. You know, we are still looking at evident grace. You know, two weeks ago we spoke about, uh, we talked about evident grace through labor. Last week, uh, Pastor Joseph talked about evident grace through spiritual discipline. Today we'll be looking at evident grace through godly mentors. Somebody say mentors. Mentors. Evident grace through godly mentors. So I'll talk to quickly, I'm taking three tests. The first one is our core and core test, Act 11.23. Multimedia, Act 11.23. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Proverbs 27.17. Iron sharpened iron, show a man sharpened the countenance of his friend. Hebrews 6 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. By way of introduction, I just want to divine mentor. You know, you don't assume you know the meaning of a word, so I have to check some dictionary. I say a mentor can be defined as a trusted counselor, guide, tutor, or coach. A mentor can be defined as a trusted counselor, guide, tutor, or coach. A person or friend who guides a less experienced person, building trust and modeling positive behavior. Pay attention to the adjective, modeling positive behavior. 
As a general aid, the role of a mentor is to provide guidance, advice, feedback, and support for the mentee. He provides his mentee the tools to become a better person. The truth is that we all need mentors in our life. I'm sure by the end of this teaching, you will know the importance of mentors. Some of us, the, what we call a change of destiny, or I mean, a turnaround in our life, really, is being able to identify a mentor in that you have feed, in that you endeavor, and follow that mentor. You see the difference it will make in your life. But I will quickly talk about five reasons why godly mentors are important in our lives. Before I talk to about other things, why are godly mentors important in our lives? You know, we are very specific, godly mentors, not just any mentor, because we are Christians. So the mentors we need are to be godly mentors. Jeremiah 6.16, Jeremiah 6.16, he says, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it, then you will find rest for your soul. But they say we will not walk in it. Ask for the old path where the good way is and walk in it, then you will find rest for your soul. You know, from that scripture, Jeremiah 6, 16, you can see there the importance or the benefits of having a mentor. You know, the very, the very thing I want to talk about for mentorship, why you need a mentor, is that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. There are people who have obtained what you are trying to obtain. So try to discover their secrets and engage those secrets in your pursuit and you'll soon be there. You know, number one reason why mentors are very important for us as believers, as Christians, for anybody, for that matter, is the fact that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. That pathway you want to follow, or that profession you want to pursue, that career you want to pursue, or that business you want to do, there are people that have passed through that same process, that have succeeded, they've made impact in that line, so instead of you trying all over again from scratch, you can actually leverage on their experiences so that you get speed in life. So that's why mentors are very important. So if you have not understood the importance of mentors today, you will know that maybe the speed God wants to give you this year is because God is bringing this message so that you can identify a mentor in that your field, in that your career, in that profession and follow that mentor. And whatever that mentor tells you to do, you must be ready to do it. You know, I have a, a lot of personal experiences that I can share with us. You know, I remember I wanted to start our new business, the banking, the macrofinance bank, in about two years ago, less than two years. When God gave us the vision, so I had to look for somebody that have done that. You know, a friend of mine, of course, he was very junior to me, but... He has done his own two years before me. Thank God I consulted him. Because of relationship, he didn't charge me for anything. It was free consultation. Because if I have to pay for a consultant to do that process, it can't be less than five million. Because I know how much they charge. But the guy put us through everything. But know that experience gave us speed. We didn't waste time to do the acquisition to take over that bank and... And we started on a good note because of that leveraging of his own experience. Some of the mistakes he has made, he has to put us through that so that we don't make that mistake. Because he to learn through the process because of his own experience. And you know, because of that singular contact, we saved close to 10 million in that deal. Because some of the things he opened our eyes to, which I could not have even thought of, allows us not to make mistakes. So that's made me to understand the importance of mentor, people that have been there before, so that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. So it will give you speed in life, it will save you costs, it will save you money, and it will help you to gain mileage. So what it means is that if you want to go into any venture, any business, any career you want to pursue, look for those people that have passed through that experience and ask questions. 
it will help you not make mistakes. You know, I remember when I wanted to start my PhD then, I had to talk to somebody in this church that got his or her PhD on a record time. So he showed me the pathway. She showed me the pathway, what I need to do, you know. Because of that singular encounter, it helped me to gain speed. So I didn't have to make mistakes. So it's important that if you want to pursue anything in life, God has put some people on your pathway for you to achieve success. So you have to identify them, you have to discover them, and go after them. And you know, it's not every mentor you have to pay money to gain from. There are so many ways you can. Some people will go and serve a mentor just to gain the experience of the mentor. Serve freely. There are people that have done that before. They want to pursue a line of business because they don't want to revenge the way. They just tell that person, please don't pay me anything. Let me just work with you for one year. Let me come and learn. And the person will be there learning the rudiment of the business, the rudiment of the career or that profession. And maybe within one year, we'll master what you need to master. You know, but there are some mentors that you have to pay for to be under their tutelage to gain from them. But the key thing is that if you want to gain speed in life, mentors are very important. And there are so many examples you can see in the Bible. Is it Elijah and Elisha I want to talk about? The Bible says Elisha served Elijah because he poured water into the hands of Elijah. He served faithfully. And when Elijah was about to depart, Elisha got the double portion of Elijah's anointing. Joshua served Moses. When it was time, because of that experience, the baton was passed over to him. So there's so many examples in the Bible, but physically, in real life, the truth is, if you want to gain mileage, don't joke with the importance of mentor. So you don't need to revenge, but that's number one reason. Number two, you have to move fast, so many to talk about. I said, every great leader is an offspring of another. Every great leader is an offspring of another person. You know, there's nobody that is great that does not or that, we, that did not pass through somebody. Every great leader is an offspring of another. I said, if you don't have any man that you are following, there may never be any man following you. If you don't have any man that you are following, there may not be any man following you. The truth is that if you have not learned from a mentor, it's not possible for you to mentor another person. So that's why the popular saying, who you follow determines who follow you. Who you follow determines who follow you. In fact, one of my mentors that I learned so much from, you know, I worked in a bank for 15 years, any bank, so my mentor, when it comes to bank, is Jimovia. So I had to go and buy his book, Africa Rise and Shine. You know, that book is all about Zenith, really. When I read that book, I had to read it all over. Because you can't work under that kind of person and want to do the same thing that you won't be able to with 15 years' experience. I was, or oh, he's a good mentor. He mentored so much that, you know, every Monday for eight years then, as a management staff, every Monday we'll be having a meeting. We call it management meeting. But most of those meetings is mentorship meeting, you know, because it must. He was always speaking. Even if it's 10 minutes, it will build confidence in you, pour words into your heart that, that you will not think of any other thing apart from that bank. But for those of us that serve faithfully, we are not surprised. God, the Bible says, if you are faithful in another man's own, God will do what? Give you your own. You know, I want to quote something in his book. To know the power of mentorship. Jimovia said, place more value in who you know than in what you have. In that his book, he's talking about networking, networking, which is about mentorship. He said, place more value in who you know than in what you have. Can somebody understand that? Place more value in who you know than what you have. He's talking about networking. Place more value on who you know than what you have. 
Because your network will determine your net worth in life. In fact, somebody says, show me a man without a mentor. I will show you a man that may never bear any trace of leadership. Show me a man without a mentor. I will show you a man that may never bear any trace of leadership. So that's why mentorship are very important. Because every great leader is an offspring of another person. The third reason why mentorship is very important is say no man is an island unto himself. No man is an island unto himself. God always arranged men on our paths, designed to bring out the best in us. There's no man that's an island, though. You know, the strategy God uses to bless people. You know, I think it's Mark Mudok that said it. If God wants to bless you, he will put somebody in your life. If Satan wants to destroy you, Satan wants to put somebody in your life. So no man is an island. So God will always arrange people on your path that will help you to fulfill your destiny. I said there are people ahead of you that are to help you to take the most appropriate step in your life. There are people ahead of you that will help you to take the most appropriate steps in your life. So God will give you the grace to discover them. It has to be a deliberate to discover those people who want to become great. I said number four, Godly mentor guarantees your future. Godly mentor guarantees your future. It's the same Magmudo that said it. He said, show me your mentor, I can predict your future. Show me your mentor, I can predict your future. If you show me the person that is mentoring you, the person you are following, it's very easy to predict your future. I said, the truth is that no potential can be fully maximized without a mentor. Your mentor is always there to stretch you until you reach your goal. Your mentor is always there to stretch you until you reach your goal. So I remember some years back, you know, I'll never forget that statement. It's not pastor make that statement then. He said, the greatest investment you can make in your life, or one of the greatest investments you can make in your life, as a person, is to be under a man of influence. One of the greatest investments you can make in your life is to be under a man of influence. Because influence is leadership. If you are under somebody of influence, there's no way to not rub on you. Abraham was asked to leave his country home. But by chance, Lot followed him. What happened? Lot also got part of the blessing just by being around Abraham. So the greatest investment you can make in your life to be under a man of influence. Number five, I said no matter how gifted or talented you are, if you don't have a mentor, you will never become a trailblazer in your chosen field. No matter how talented or gifted you are, if you don't have a mentor, you cannot become a trailblazer in your chosen field. Because you need people that are ahead of you that are no more than you in that feed to guide you, to help you to move fa very fast. You know, that's why John Maxwell wrote that book, Talent is Not Enough. So no matter how talented you are, talent is not enough. Oh. You need somebody. But how do you discover your mentor? That's the second part of my message. I said it is important for you to know that you need more than one mentor in life. Because your spiritual mentor may not be your financial mentor. Some of you, you need different mentors in different roles. Maybe if you're a business person, you need somebody in, your, in the business line that you are pursuing. You know, if you want to gain mastery in finance, you may need financial mentor. You know? So there are so many areas you can have mentors. You know, there's a program Faith Foundation normally organized. You know, the award they, they gave me in December 1 is because... One of the Interfaith Foundation does, they are very good in that. They call it mentorship program. It's online, it's virtually, because of COVID, so they do it virtually. So some of us, is volunteer something, you know, so, so I volunteer to be part of their mentors. So the area I focus on, which is my expertise, is finance. So I mentor people about funding. How to raise capital, how to raise funds, because you know, I've helped a lot of people to raise grants, to get grants, to get funding. 
So we train, we mentor entrepreneurs virtually. And the program is very successful because it has helped a lot of people to gain knowledge. So it was through that program they gave me that award. I was not even expecting because it was a volunteer program. There were about 40 and only three of us were given award then. So I had to ask the lady, ah, what qualified me for this award? And she said something that uh, anytime we call on you, you're always available. And the mentors, the mentees too, their feedback. So they, they, they saw a, a vacuum in that line for entrepreneurs in the area of funding. People want to assess grants. They want to assess. Some of them don't even know how to go about it. So they had to organize that program for people to apply online. So they will link you with a mentor that will guide you. Some people don't know how to prepare their financial, how to prepare their records to be able to assess funding. And there are, some of them are doing good businesses. So we have to begin to guide them how to set record straight. They need to have to have proper structures, all those things that will help them to be able to assess either grant or loan. That's what we do for them. And it's quite a successful program. So what I'm saying is that some of you, and it's, it's a free program, so it's just for you to apply. Like, there are so many of those opportunities that are available. SCCI is also do training for people where they attach people to mentors. After I've done that, I've gone to training. You know, those who are experienced in that, your line of business, they will attach you to them. And you go on that, do mentorship for some months. And some of the people that have gone through those mentorship programs have become successful in their own business. Because those mentors, they want to see that you succeed. But they're already successful, so you just take, 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 take them anything to hold your hand, to introduce to somebody, to guide you aright, to tell you the right thing, the right person to talk to in that your line of business. So the opportunities are very vast. But I just want to mention about seven areas you can discover your mentor where it is important. I mean, why, how to discover your mentor, that's it. In respect of the areas you are looking for a mentor, you must know the following. The first one is that your mentor must be in the same field you are. Because that's very important to... You can't be in ministry and you want to grow in ministry, you go and get somebody who is a mentor, who is a business person. It will not work. If you're a businessman and you want to succeed in business, look for a mentor that is associated in business. If you're a career person, you're an academician, you want to look for a mentor in that land, and you want to go into academia, look for a mentor, person that associated in that area. But that's the only person that can guide you aright. Because it's an expert in that field. So your mentor must be in the same field with you. Number two, your mentor must be ahead of you in that area of field. You can't go and choose a mentor in a field you want to pursue and the person has not achieved or is not ahead of you. Your mentor must know more than you. That is the truth. So it must be somebody you aspire to be like. So that person must be ahead of you. So it's another guy to know that this person can be your mentor. He must be a senior colleague that knows more than you in that field. I said number three, he must have tangible and notable results to show for it. In fact, it is that tangible result, notable result that qualifies that person for you as a mentor. The person cannot give you advice if he has not succeeded. Forget about all those uh, people counseling you see on radio. Some people begin counseling on marriage and the person has a broken home. What cancer would the person give you? They will tell you they are marriage experts. Meanwhile, they cannot keep family. There's no cancer that person will give you. So the person must have notable results in that area is canceling you on. I said, it must be a godly person. As a Christian, you can't shoot somebody with questionable character as your mentor. And this is very important because. I've seen people that have chosen mentor. And the mentor ended up ruining the person's destiny. So that's why you have to be prayerful about mentorship. Not all that guitar that is good, though, because if it's somebody that is succeeding, if you don't find that it's getting succeeding in the in godly way. So if you go at somebody that is not succeeding in godly way as your mentor, 
the person you introduce to something that you, by the time it's, it might be difficult for you to run away. That's the truth. You know, somebody was sharing his experience recently. He was working, with, he went to work for one big man, very rich man. I don't want to mention the person's name. But I know the story of the person very well. So I was not surprised when the guy said he had to run away for his life. Oh. When he got to the house, by the time he saw blood, and this is the guy that made money, made his money. He slept in cemetery for 14 nights. 14 nights. Because I got that story first time from the person that's very close to him. So you go and make that kind of person your mentor. He will invite to come to cemetery one day. Let's go and sleep in the cemetery. You want to make money? The guy slept in cemetery 14 nights. And you, you can't pray for six hours. So those are the kind of people. <laughs> so people are working for those, that person. You know. I might work in that kind of company. So you have to make sure that the person is a godly person. You investigate to not all that glitter is good. I said he must be interested in your sources. Anybody that will be intimidated by your sources cannot be qualified as a godly mentor to you. The truth is that the person you are choosing as that's why you have to be careful of the person you want to choose as a mentor. Because you know it's possible for you to be a mentor for somebody. And God will so help you that you now become that's happened, it happens every time. That you so follow your mentor well. That you now become bigger than your mentor. But if that happens as a mentee, you must be humble. Just know that it's God that has made it possible. So don't choose, that's why you should not choose a mentor that will be intimidated by your success. You see the signs as you are growing. So when you see, you have to run fast because otherwise it will limit you. Because by the time it gets to that level, it may be giving you a, an advice that will not help you again. I said the method must be accessible to you. Because of COVID-19 now, your method does not need to be accessible to you physically. A lot of mentorship is taking place virtually. So you don't need to see the person face to face. You know, the world has gone beyond that. So if, the most part is that the person must be accessible, either physically or virtually. It might even be through the person's books, CD, or through social media, any platform. And the last, I said, you must be able to correct you when you are missing your way. You know, your mentor must be somebody that can look at you in the eyes. I mean, somebody that is ready to, that must be ready to say the way it is. So that if you are drilling, the mentor will draw you back, will correct you in love. So it's important. And finally, as I begin to round up, I want to talk about how do I get the best for mentorship? But this part is very important. Because some of you have to learn the etiquettes or the ethics on how to get the best for mentorship. You're not just getting a mentor because the objective of mentorship is for you to grow, to become a better person. But there are ways to get the best for mentorship. I said, put aside your ego. That's the first thing. If you are not a humble person, if you don't put aside your ego, you can't get the best from your mentor. That's the truth. Because your mentor may even be your junior. But because he knows more than you in that field, now, the person I told you I consulted when I wanted to start my business was far my junior, but because he has gone ahead of me. So I was humble enough to go for advice. So put down your ego, put aside your ego. So your mentor in particular field may be junior to you in age. May even be your classmate when you were in school. Maybe you are doing teaching the person self when you were in school. And the person is now succeeding in business. So you will say because... Ah, when we're in school. I know some people have that ego because in school, maybe they were the one teaching the person itself. Maybe the grade was even better than the person's grade. The person is not succeeding in business. Because of that ego, they can't even be humble enough to ask questions or to go to that person for advice. So put aside your ego if you want to get the best from your mentor. I said, know the right question to ask. That's number two. So that know the right question to ask your mentor to be able to draw from him. 
Because it's important that you must have a curious mind when you are with your mentor. So, and the right questions is what you can draw, you know, experience from that mentor. Because you want to leverage on his experiences. You want to leverage on his uh, wisdom, knowledge. So most of the time, it's you that should ask questions that, you help, that will help you in your own business. And the question I go to ask is the area you're having challenges in your business. So be ready to ask questions in that area. It's important. You know, I remember the last time, you know, some of the men who gathered together, we, we invited, Tunde Lemon was here to preach that time during the Father's Day. So some men organized uh, at Radisson Blue, some of us were there to just a dinner, but the objective is for us to go and ask questions. And he, he too was impressed that day because people came with some hard questions concerning their business. But because he's an experienced person, we gain a lot that day. So you must, when you are meeting with your mentor, you must ask the right questions that will help your business. And you must be ready to listen also. It's not for you to go and be advising your mentor again. Because some people, your, question, your mentor will be answering questions. You will be the one trying to correct the, what he's saying. So if you know more than your mentor, why should you go there and ask questions? So let him be listening. I mean, be ready to listen to your mentor so that he can guide you aright. I said, be honest with your mentor. And that one is very important. It's just like you meeting your doctor now as a person. You want to go and complain. You can't hide anything from your doctor. Just like you are going to meet your lawyer on a particular case. You have to tell your lawyer the truth now. Before the lawyer will advise you what to say in court. But you have to tell the whole truth first. Hmm? If you are the one that slapped the woman, tell the lawyer that slapped him. I slapped her actually. Well, how do you help me? But not that you go and be hiding. So the same thing when you are meeting your mentor, you have to be very honest. Because he has your best interest at heart. So don't hide anything from your mentor. Say it the way it is. But that's the only way I can advise you very well. I said, know exactly what you want to get out of the relationship. That's the fourth thing. Before you get started, you and your mentor should set up some ground rules and establish a big picture goal and outcome for your session. But this one is very important because you don't just have a mentor for having mentor's sake. You and your mentor must agree what is the objective of this mentorship. What are things you are aiming to achieve? What is the goal you want to set for yourself? If for you to become a better person in this area, in business, in finance, in anything, you must agree this on the set goal. It's very important because that will help you to know whether you are making progress. Because mentorship is not for life. As you achieve your goal with that mentor, relationship can end there. Respect each other. That's the fifteen. I said the best mentor-mentor relationship are built on trust. Mutual trust ensures that you both feel comfortable letting your guide down, knowing that session ahead in confidence. And this one is very important because that respect is key. Because that's why you don't, you have to be very careful people that you make your mentor, that you disclose your secrets or details to, so that it won't become public, do, I mean, knowledge to other people. All those things must be agreed because most of those things are done in, based on trust. And I said, be ready to show it to the life of your mentor. Because this is where a lot of people make mistakes. You may think that your mentor is very rich, has so much money, and is ready to give you advice, mentorship, free of charge, without charging for it. It's important for you to learn to show it to the life of your mentor. No matter how small that thing is. It's just a show of appreciation. It's not that uh, it doesn't need it. But let it come from your heart, at least through appreciation. It might not be in money treated. It might be for assistant to go and help him out or help her out in some assignment. Uh -huh. Your mentor can give you assignment that is your own personal assignment uh, to do for him. I said, lastly, always be up to date with your assignment and homework given by your mentor. Because the truth is that if a mentor gives you an assignment to do that will help your own life, if you don't do it, 
or you are not up to date on those assignments, or you just, you don't take it serious, the mentor will just, will see this person as not a serious person. Maybe for instance, your mentor asks you to go and read a particular book now, and come and give me feedback on that book. And you did not even make effort, you didn't even go and buy the book. You didn't even look for the book. The next time you go and meet your mentor, that's the question he will ask you first. How far would you? You can't get any other information or any other advice from him again. If the first assignment has given you, you have not even worked on it. So it's very important for you to know that, that be up to date with your assignment and homework given to you by your mentor. So in conclusion, as I begin to round up, I said we must know that godly mentors are part of our lives if we want to maximize destiny. It's very important. So if you don't have a mentor, it's something you have to make it deliberate. The reason why this issue is coming is because one of the ways to amplify grace upon your life, that grace will be evident, is for you to have somebody in your life that can guide you, to give you speed in life. And like I said, it's not compulsory. You have to pay money to get a mentor. There are so many ways. So if you are struggling in a particular business or in your career or on anything, maybe what God is telling you is to look for a mentor in that area, in that field, that will help you to gain mileage, to gain speed. It's leverage. It's all about leverage, mentorship. It's all about leveraging. You want to leverage on somebody's experience so that you can move fast. You know, it's Brigade that says something. Brigade says, surround yourself with people who challenge you, teach you, and push you to be your best self. Brigade said that. Says, surround yourself with people who challenge you, teach you, and push you to be your best self. So if you can have that understanding, you will now see the importance of uh, mentorship. In our life. And we have to be prayerful about it. Make it a goal. You know? You know, the, I, will not for, I will never forget the statement, the guest speaker that came to minister during the Father's Day. You know when? We are, there are always a takeaway from me. He says something is that one of the ways to assess your year, every year, even the particular year you have not added a new relationship. How many people remember that statement? If you have not added a new relationship that have bettered your life or that add value to your life in a year, that year is like it's wasted for you. Because of the way God gives speed to us in life, it's true relationship. Men matter. So that's why he said, any year you want to assess it in, in the area of relationship in particular, because relationship is good. That year, or last year that passed, is there anybody that you have added or any relationship that you have gotten or a new person that is into your life that really added value to you? So you have to think twice. So if you do not achieve that, this year must make it a goal. Must make it a goal. It's very important. In fact, I have read the Jimovia's book, Africa Rise and Shine. I told my staff, please, I want to register for Institute of Directors. One of the things he mentioned is the fact that the association you belong to will determine how far you can go in life. Some of, you, some of us have limited ourselves to just Akuti alone. It's time to move beyond Akuti. A lot, a lot is happening outside Akuti. I hope you know that. So the Lord will help you to identify one key relationship this year that will better your life for good for you. In Jesus' name. So because of time, I will stop here. I believe I'll be able to challenge some of us. But the whole essence of this message is for us to make it a mandate this year. Like that you must have somebody in your life that will help you to better your life. That will give, bring the best out of your life. That will add value to your life this year. Spirit of God will give you the grace to discover that person in Jesus' name. Not us to bow down our heads. Just talk to God. Holy Spirit, guide me in this journey this year. This journey of mentorship. Maybe in that your business, in that your career, help me to identify somebody 
somebody. Just one person is enough to change your story. One person, one destiny encounter, destiny helper. Ask God to help you. It's a very good prayer. You know, Sinop has always prayed this, has us to pray this prayer. Destiny helper, destiny helper. You know, mentorship or mentors are part of destiny helpers that can give you speed in life. Ask for God's grace to be able to identify that person, discover that person, and how to meet that person. Like I said, it might not be physical, it might be virtually. God will help you to achieve that. And if you are here, you are not born again, or you are watching online, you've not given your life to Jesus. But that is the first men encounter you must have. Make Jesus your mentor, number one mentor. Number one coach, number one guide. You want to do that first before you talk of other area of mentors. I don't know if there's anyone like that. If you are watching online, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I said the fact that I'm a sinner. Come into my life. Today, I acknowledge you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you have prayed that prayer, if you are watching online, just send a message to any of the numbers there. But if you are here, you have prayed that prayer also after the service. Say our pastor Fidelis, it's very important. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for this word that has come at this time. I pray for your people at this hour, Lord. As they have prayed, Lord, Holy Spirit, begin to direct their steps to the right person, destiny helper that will help them to gain speed. Somebody that they can leverage on his experiences to help them in their career, in their business, in their ministry. Let that encounter take place this year. Even early in this year, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. So I have just eight minutes in case there's a question. Any question, please? You can take one or two questions, please. Anybody? So the message is very okay. Is there anybody I want to ask? Thank you very much, sir. I remember there was a time Apostle preached on um, on the message as per different um, relationship you can have. Yes, yes. Some are foundation. Some as um, scaffold, some are different levels. So at what point, like you said, that um, your mentor might not be your mentor for life, at what point will I know that this person should cease to be my mentor? What are the factors I need to look for? Thank you. Okay, very good question. The truth is, there are some relationship. That's why I said that when you are starting a mentorship, mentor relationship, you have to define the objective from beginning. It's important. The goal you want to achieve. And you agree with your mentor. This is where we are going. This is the objective, what we want to achieve. Once you have achieved that objective, relationship can end. But it has to be ended in a mutual way. Not with quarrel. Please, not a relationship that you're going to jam the door. Because even though it's not your mentor again, it's not, but you can still open the door at any time for one-off advice. But that relationship may have ended in terms of mentorship, mentor-mentee relationship. That's the truth. And the other way is that if your mentor is derailing from the objective of the, you can end that relationship. What has happened, especially for ladies having relationship you have a guy that's your mentor and the relationship is going on where? You know? And the person is not demanding for something else. You know what I mean? 
as a lady, supposed to be just business mentor relationship, mentor mentor relationship. Like we, we mentor a lot of people, ladies, you know. So if your mentor is not demanding for something else, as a lady, and you are talking about godly, godly mentor, you have to end that relationship. It's important because it's really again outside the objective of the. Because it's not a relationship, the mentorship relationship is not for you to end the marriage now. That's not a mentor relationship. So if somebody if something else is not coming up and is against the objective, you can stop that relationship. And when your mentor is deliberated, you know, you talk about godly mentor, the person is your mentor, and the person is now preaching something else outside Christ. If somebody is your mentor now has forsaken Christ, what do you do? Like I say, follow me as I follow Christ. If the person is no longer following Christ, we still be following the person. You run away for your life, otherwise, the person will convert you. So it's important to note that. So it's not okay. Question. Please, if there are good, I want to ask you so that there won't be any after any other persons. Okay, just two people. I have just four minutes. Okay, sir. You, um, you talked about Bento that you followed the person all along. But there are some situations where you have a godly mentor because we all have our flaws. And then you have this mentor that has temper. Okay. And the person you're, you're gaining from the person actually. But then the person very temperamental, doesn't know how to keep cool. How do you handle such situations? As a mentee. And that's why I said you have to know the objective of your relationship with that mentor. Because if, for instance, now the relationship is just you want to is financial mentor, and you are gaining what you're supposed to gain in the area of finance, even if you have all temper, if it's not derailing from the objective of the that's its own temperament, that's that will not affect your relationship. You are still gaining what you want to gain from the person. The most important thing is that the person is giving you what you are, you are ready to get from the person. And it's helping your business, helping your career, helping what you want to achieve. But if it's a spiritual relationship, or maybe, for instance, now, if the person is your family mentor, I mean, he's trying to guide you, advise you on uh, how to keep family, how to live with your spouse, and, all, and has that kind of temperament. I don't know how he's going to. I don't know how he's going to advise you in that area. Because if you have that kind of person as a mentor and you are quarrelling with your spouse at home, there is argument and anger there in the home. How would the person advise? Because he has he still has a temperament. So that's what I'm saying. Depending on the area the person is mentoring you on, that's what will determine whether that relationship can continue. So just be guided accordingly. Yes. The last question, please. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, I have two questions, sir. The first one is, uh, I think you mentioned a part of it now. And is that, like, the, the case of temper for the... Yes. Um, so, let me just use my own um, example so it can be more clearer. Like, I had, um, like, a spiritual mentor. Okay. And, of course, before you go for such mentorship, you probably will have... You know, be led sometimes, you know, most of the times you have to be led to. So, go to the point that I, I started discovering, um, it was a ministry kind of, yeah, I started discovering some kind of weakness, not temper in this case, but some other areas. So, but it's not seen, sir. Is it seen the weakness? Yeah, something related, you know, okay, okay. not so far from that. Do you, get? you can't pay, see, no, if you see, you see, no. Call it what no, it is. The reason why I said not too far from that is because um, don't so, excuse it. Sin. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not excusing. Don't it, excuse it. Sin no. is sin. <laughs> not far from that. It's not not. Let me explain, sir. It's not, not that. Okay. So it's like you know when you have some people that are say very kind, they don't know how to. Maybe maybe they don't know how or they don't want to ask people. In that situation. Sometimes they, they tend to say some things that want to make you feel good. Whereas it might not be what you actually need at that moment. 
Am I clear now? So, okay, okay, I'm, I'm in. Oh, okay, let me give an, an example. I remember the last um, guest speaker we had on this. Um, okay. He said some things that, you know, some people came to him to, I think, if, if, a, a, a relationship or something like that. And he had to tell the guy that in the first place, there was no marriage at all. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Okay, okay, yes, okay. You know, so now, not every man of God that I know in this city will say such things as it's so blunt like that. Most men of God will try to cover up and all that. I don't want to go deep. I don't want to drain from my question. Okay, it's okay. Let me just yeah. help you because I've said it. When it comes to mentor-mentee relationship, I said you have to be honest with your mentor. It's very important. Please don't put, you can't hide, you can't package anything. Say the truth the way it is with your mentor. But like I said, we're talking about godly mentor here. There's no way you can package sin. If your mentor is committing sin, the word of God is there to guide you. Please run away from that person because very soon you will inherit that sin too. So that's why it's very important. But when it's come to your own weakness as a person and you are living with your mentor, please open up to your mentor because it's there to guide you. It's not you as a mentee to be looking for weaknesses, your mentor, please. Please, it's very important. Let's be careful. Apart from sin that you see that it's sin, the person is committing sin against the Bible. The person is already your mentor. It's not for you to be looking for fault or there's no way you can get the best in that relationship. Because the prophet you don't honor or the anointing you don't honor cannot bless you. That's the truth. If you associate somebody as your mentor in a particular area that is the person is your mentor in that area, don't be looking at all that area where the person is not good at, that is not concerned to where he's mentoring you. I hope you get what I'm saying. So focus on the area you are getting the benefit from. Please, it's very important. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Reverend. Before you go, I want you to answer a question. I'm, I am born again, for example. Must my mentor be born again? Please. I want us to get this clear, even though we are talking about godly mentor. Like me now, if you go to my office, I have quotes by Big Gate in my office. The one I read, I frame it. I have quotes by Warren Buffy. You know, there are certain things you can learn from people that are unbelievers. For instance, now, Dangode is a very successful business person. If you know, if Dangode is your mentor, there's nothing wrong with it if you're a business person. But you are the one that will pick what you want to take. Your focus is on the business aspect. To learn the secret on how to succeed in business. But that does not make you an unbeliever because you are relating with him in that area. After all, some of you work with uh, unbelievers as your MD. Will you because the, the person is an unbeliever, you won't go to, you won't work in that place. So that's where it is. The only thing is that for spiritual mentorship, if it's in the area of spiritual something, you can't, of course. I don't believe I cannot be your mentor in spiritual matters. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, praise the Lord. Lift up your hands where you are and give God thanks for the good word that he has brought us this evening.